0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to New Radio Media Talking Biz. I'm Peter Perlman, and, you know, we have a guest host today, uh, Ethan Perlman. Good morning to you. Good morning. It is a beautiful
1: day out there, and uh, we're going to enjoy every moment of a
0: true fall day.
1: Yes, it is a lot better than it was earlier in the week. A little bit humid, was it, for you? Humid, warm, altogether terrible. Terrible. Well, you know... We're going to let uh, our dear buddy
0: Paul have the uh, morning off. He's been working these long hours, and we just figured, you know, sit back and relax. So he's going to do that. And uh, we're going to take care of the show and the business today and a beautiful, uh, beautiful day. And uh, the next hour, we're going to have a special guest coming in, David Koloff and uh, David's from the uh, Warner Insurance Brokerage House here in the greater Detroit area West Bloomfield but we're we're going to talk some insurance with David but David's a car buff so we're going to talk s- cars and I know he loves sports so uh he's going to share the second hour with us here in the studio and uh, have a lot of fun with it sounds good so what's going on um i guess you got a new job
1: yes uh i am currently just this past week, started coaching at my old high school, Eaton Academy, for their flag football program.
0: And um,
1: when you say flag football, what is exactly flag football? It's what the name sounds like. Instead of tackling somebody, you pull a flag. You pull a flag.
0: Well, it's going to be kind of an interesting season. How many uh, kids participate in the program?
1: I think we're up to around almost 30, so... um It's a big group, which is good.
0: So what do you share with the uh, students for skill building?
1: Well, right now we're just um, working on the basic skills uh, from route running to blocking. And uh, this past practice, they worked on uh, handoffs and running.
0: Okay, great. So as we do every week in this uh, studio on a Saturday morning, we talk about this day in history. So, uh, first of all, you know all these because you put them together for me. Yes, I did. Every week you put them together for me. Yeah. So, uh, as my little sheet drops down here, let's go to 1968, and the movie starred Barbara Streisand and Omar Sharif. And the movie was Funny Girl. And that was taken from a Broadway show that Barbara Streisand starred in, And uh, uh, William Wyler uh, put it together on film, and it became one of the smash hits of that year. 1974, we talked about this in the car today. As a matter of fact, coming in, Gerald Ford pardons Richard Nixon. This was a real shocker to a lot of people in the country, and uh, quite surprising uh, that this even took place. But the controversial executive action by Ford Pardon the disgraced uh, predecessor, Richard Nixon, for any crimes he may have committed or participated in. And Ford later defended his action before the White House Judiciary Committee, explaining he wanted to end a national divisions created by the Watergate scandal. Kind of what's going on today, like we, when we were driving over here, uh, some of the concerns people have of what's happening at the White House and uh, what will be in the future. But that's for another show because when we put another channel on here at New Radio Media, they can banter all day on the commentaries of the political scene. So, Oprah Winfrey Show, 1986. This show started its beginnings, and today she is an icon, unbelievable. And uh, she has done—she's probably the most influential woman probably in America, and that's going to be very interesting to see. Now, 1998 is one of yours. It's baseball.
1: Yes. And what happened in 1998? Mark McGuire hit his 62nd home run uh, to pass Roger Maris for the most home runs in one season. And McGuire played for who? At that time, he was playing for the St. Louis Cardinals. um, And also at that point in time, he and Sammy Sosa of the Chicago Cubs were competing to see who could Eclipse Roger Maris is 61 quicker because they were both up there in the home run numbers. And uh, Maguire, I believe, hit two in the game, so he hit 61 and 62, I think, in the same game. Steroids, hmm, what a question! Steroids, hmm. yeah, should it that...
0: be in the whole thing? Steroids, hmm.
1: Yes, yes. Well, that, that was something that, you know, might have contributed to it. I. So did he hit that home run with an asterisk? No, <laughs> Roger Maris did hit his, though, with an asterisk. Really? Yes, when Roger Maris's home run, number 61, came into play when he was uh, that year. 61 came with an asterisk because he had to play in one more game than Babe Ruth did when Babe Ruth had 60 in a year. Unbelievable. All right. Now, birthday time. You got any birthdays for me? I do. Uh, One of my friends from Facebook and from Bowling Green State University Baseball, uh, former player, Nick Glansman's birthday is today. I've watched Nick play for a
0: number of years going down there uh, on those beautiful, cold, windy weekends in Bowling Green.
1: Oh, they're not too bad.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I got some birthdays here. Uh, A lot of people in this studio may not remember them, but Peter Sellers. Um, Played the Pink Panther movies With David Niven Uh, Bernie Sanders We all know uh, Bernie Sanders I hope we know Bernie Sanders And uh, Alicia Beth Moore Also known as Also known as It's on your sheet I know it's on my sheet Anybody know who she is? They're all nodding their head Pink Oh Oh I didn't know that Pink Hello, Tony. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> well, uh, well, since everybody's I'm waking <laughs> up on their microphones, good morning, Kelsey. She's, uh, Kelsey's running the big board in the other room this morning. Good morning, Michael and Angel. Everybody's here. And, uh, yep, so that's kind of what's going on. Now, what we're going to do is see how sharp you really are. everybody. And everybody can turn on mics on this one. Uh, t- t- tell the smiling crew they can turn on their mics too. Is she even listening to <laughs> us? <laughs> anyway, um, this is going to be an interesting thing. How many of you have seen all kinds of ribbons? You know, people wear them on their clothing for different things, or you've seen them tied on trees and things like that. Yeah, yeah for like like awareness 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 ribbons. Yeah. Right, awareness ribbons. Okay. The red ribbon. What? What did it? What does it stand for?
1: Oh. Is that the one for AIDS?
0: Yes, is it, it is. Little, yeah. Very good. Okay, E gets the first one. Are they even listening in the other room? Okay, next one. Orange. The ribbon, orange. Orange. The orange ribbon. Oh, hello there. Okay. Uh, hold on. Yes, it does come into that. Very good. Well, it's going to be a racer, folks. The next one, yellow. Oh, uh, The yellow ribbon. And Tony Orlando and Don even made a song about it. "Tie The yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. But the yellow ribbon. And this one, unfortunately, a lot of young people have participated in.
1: Suicide prevention. Yes, uh, awareness.
0: Oh. Yes. Bone and bladder cancer. Uh, adoptive parents. Amber Alert. All that goes to that. Green is the next one.
2: Green. Hmm. Um, how can I give you a hint? On I'm this? not really. To say I haven't seen green. You see green? That too much. All right.
0: Um, is that a pass for everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Bipolar disorder, depression, and mental illness are the big ones.
2: Interesting. Yeah, I didn't muscular
0: know that. dystrophy. So that's a pass. Nobody got that. Blue. The color blue.
1: Is that prostate? It is purple. Well, that
0: that'll go to purple. So I'll give you that one. Ethan, you moved up on that one. Mm. But Blue, like anti-bullying, crime victim, anti-bullying, crime victims, education, free speech, foster care awareness, West Niles virus. All right, purple, pancreatic and uh, lymphoma cancer, um, ADHD, Alzheimer's, animal abuse, anti-violence, homelessness, victims of 9-11. All right, teal. That's an interesting color, teal. teal. Um, any idea? They oh. use it for a number of ones. They, they've got a lot of them for teal. Uh, well, they had a lot for
2: the blue, too. Oh, you know, they like, do. Like
0: yeah, blue Blue picked up quite a bit. Um, since nobody's jumping on the teal, we have ovarian, uh, vulvar, uh, uterine, and cervical cancer. Uh, anxiety disorders, food allergies, post-traumatic stress disorder, known as PTSD, rape, sexual assault. Mm. Mm. Okay, next color. I didn't realize they had so many awareness ribbons. Unbelievable. Oh. We got more to go. <laughs> I can do the whole show, and we'll be done by ten We'll be done in two hours, and guess what? <laughs> yes, we will be going to the lunch hour. But uh, gray, gray. I've not been. I've not seen any gray. Is it
2: like- Diabetes or something?
0: Uh, Brain cancer, borderline personal disorder, personality disorder. How about Pearl? Pearl, anybody? No. Nope. Lung cancer, lung disease. Okay. Gold. It's on the same line, but it goes to youth, childhood cancer. Okay. Okay. Navy blue. Navy blue. Hmm. Boy, look at this audience. I look at this crowd. I'm going to help you out. Uh, write this phone number down if you're listening 844 999 9249. Call in, join us, give us the answers. Here we go. Light, I'll go to navy blue. Navy blue. Arthritis, child abuse, colon cancer, Crohn's disease, very big. Drowning. Death of a police officer on duty. Water quality. We've seen the blue on too many uniforms lately. And the light blue is a tough one because I don't think any of you will pick this one then. Uh, Addison disease, chronic illness, men's health, pro-choice, prostate cancer. Uh, this one's interesting. Sp- spay or neuter the pets. Thyroid disease. Let's find one. i got a couple left here, but you got to find one of these
2: I was um, just looking up here, actually, and it looks like also on the light blue, there's a Klein syndrome, which is actually really interesting. I didn't realize <laughs> that. It's a genetic disorder. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Unique. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Since you're kind of popping in right there, gold and silver. Hmm. Gold and silver? What? Gold and <laughs> silver. What? What? Hearing. Hearing disorders. Tried to give it to you. What? What? Black and pink. So are these combinations now? Black and pink together is the loss of a sister or daughter. Turquoise. Turquoise. Addiction recovery. Native American reparation. All right, here's my last one. White ribbons. White ribbons.
2: I'd be cheating if I said it right here. Great. Read it out loud. Well, let's see. We got blindness, bone cancer, bone disease, Mm -hmm. uh, congenital cataracts, hernia, uh, gay teen suicide awareness, Mm -hmm. invisible illness, uh, multiple hereditary, exotosis, (laughs) osteoporosis, postpartum depression, a uh, severe combined immune deficiency disease. Plenty of them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Boy, I'll tell you, I don't think anybody realizes how, how many things ribbons can bring to light. You know, we look at people wearing clothing and we see a ribbon, and a lot of times we don't even know why it's there. Um, but uh, it's good every now and then to get the awareness of understanding of the ribbon. The one ribbon, of course... Uh, There are many ribbons out there, but two of them that come to light right now that we're seeing too many of, teen suicide and the number of uh, men in uniform uh, serving the country to protect us through local police departments um, has been escalating way too high, way too high. All right, trivia question for you. ready? i got so much stuff here today. Michigan State, oh, no, Eastern Michigan University. Okay. EMU. EMU. Eagles. The Eagles. What were they called before?
1: The Huron.
0: All right. Now, what was the school called before it was Eastern Michigan
1: University? That I don't know. Uh, (laughs) You think you were so cute. (laughs) Cocky, huh? I know it was something like... uh... Yes? I know it was... It had to do with education in not the title. But. It was the number one school
0: for teachers, education, right? What's I do not remember the name of it. The Michigan State Normal. Normal school. Normal college.
2: Oh, yeah, there is a normal street, I believe. Yes, there in is. In there Sure is. Okay,
0: now. All right, let's get in the cars and start them up. You ready? Here we go. Amazon, our favorite subject in this room every week with uh, Paul. You know, we talk about Amazon brick-mortar million uh, square-foot buildings going up in this community. We've got one on Amrine Road in Livonia. They've got the Romulus. They've got a Hazel Park. They're looking in Macomb. Amazon says that it's ordered 20,000 vans for its new delivery program. The online retailer says tens of thousands of individuals... Have applied for the program, and it had up to its van order of twenty thousand. Originally, they started with forty-five hundred, and the van has the word Prime, right? Like instead of a UPS, it says Prime, and um, these they're looking for contractors around the country uh, to handle the delivery service. You know, they've been using the postal service on Sundays. You'll see those trucks going everywhere, and uh, it's really interesting to kind of just see. If they go this route, will it jeopardize the role of the post office in the loss of revenue? So, interesting issues that uh, we need to look at because with Amazon, um, as it stands right now, they'll rely less not only on the Postal Service, but of course FedEx and UPS. So, um, they're going to build these vans at the Mercedes plant in beautiful South Carolina. So... It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. It's uh, kind of a scary thought that uh, Amazon again is taking away the marketplace from uh, competitive business, and uh, this is going to be going to be very very interesting. I know that in the greater area out here, where we're broadcasting today in Farmington Hills, um, right down the street, we took an old Kmart and uh, kind of converted it. Kind of gut. Well, they gutted the Kmart completely. And uh, all these is coming in, as a matter of fact. And uh, Burlington, the old Burlington Code Factory, now under the term Burlington. So, uh, a lot of changes there on what they're doing and some stuff. But, uh, a lot of stuff to still discuss. Uh, what's going on up north? A very unique thing happening to a family up there. And, of course, uh, Michigan State University, but not in the way people think. And we'll talk about Quicken Loans and General Motors getting together for a partnership. But as they say, when you hear the music, uh, it's time for uh, myself, Peter Perlman, along with my co-host, Ethan, to go get a cup of coffee, and uh, we'll see you shortly.
3: At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say.
4: The employees at Murray's
5: are knowledgeable, courteous.
3: They make you feel like you're at home.
5: Pick up a can
6: of seafoam fuel system treatment for only $6.99 or a five-quart container of Mobile One motor oil for just $28.95. Murray's Part City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake.
3: We've got the parts you need when you need them.
7: Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen. All for a fraction of what you would likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information.
8: Hi, I'm Art and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you and we take pride in our impeccable affordable service and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake. Do you want to see things like
4: this?
9: Did you just say you died?
4: <laughs> well, I mean technically. Or maybe even something like this. We'll do nothing but destroy your corpses and burn them all for my dogs. Your dogs are gone! And sometimes, a little of this. We
3: need to have a talk.
4: I take my axe and I smash it. No!
2: <laughs> and check out PodQuesters. The show where we tackle ghoulish goblins, fiendish foes, and dangerous tricks. Oh, like the singer? No, the dragon creature. Uh... Anyways, Podquesters Fridays, only on NewRadioMedia.com. You
0: know, I just uh, saw the Podcasters up on my screen here, and i got to tell you, we're going to take them and we're going to talk about that for a second. We're talking about a couple of shows here at New Radio Media, uh, Ethan, and uh, I don't know if you've had an opportunity to drop in on any of the shows when you've been in the studio, you know, traveling around the uh, floor here. I have not. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to make sure that you uh, slide into a PodQuester uh, show to see what's happening there. And, you know, Tony, um, you've been a busy guy uh, here at New Radio Media, and you've been downtown at the Buell Building.
2: I have been.
0: Why don't we share with everybody a little bit about what happens on Fridays?
2: Well, it's great. We go down there. We do, uh, for Craig Folly the people's panel, uh, which is his, I guess, his give your opinion uh, segment, which is, you know come on for an hour, nobody political, nobody special, just regular people. So
0: the people from Coney Island walk across the street?
2: Uh, They can if they want.
0: One hot dog in
2: the hand. If they got an opinion and a well, hot dog, they uh, can come in. Let me, let me tell in. you, people
0: that come out of Coney Island definitely have opinions. <laughs> True. <laughs> Do I want that? Do I want to go to Lafayette Coney Island? Do I want to go to American Coney Island? Oof. Those decisions are so difficult.
2: It is a you know, I think that's a pretty easy decision.
0: I grew up in Lafayette. Lafayette. I'm a County guy. The way. All the way. All the way. Because my dad's office was in the Lafayette building. Okay. So when we grew up going downtown, the big thing was we'd go up to see my dad, and then we'd go downstairs, we went to Lafayette, and at that time it was Lafayette, State, and American. There were three Coney Islands together, and then where the V in the road is um, where the American Coney Island now goes, mm-hmm. that was United Shirt Company. Okay. That was the clothier there, and the Buell Building, of course, across the street, and across the street the other way, off uh, on Michigan, of course, is the Book Cadillac. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had a great time dinner. there. So, what happened this uh, y- yesterday, shall we say, uh, with uh, Craig Foley and his uh, guests?
2: Well, yesterday we uh, we were talking Trump and you know all things, I guess. Scandal, (laughs) Um, because that seems to be the hot topic right now. Scandal uh, in Washington, but I know
0: nothing.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And it's great, you know. And then we do the Friday Follies uh, for the second half of the show, which uh, Craig will bring on some friends, uh, friends or you know guests, people who are just good, all around talkers, and they're gonna they're gonna come on and they're gonna make you laugh.
0: (laughs) Well, that's great. And uh, this is every Friday at the Beale Building. Yep. And, uh, Craig Follig, you know, I always see, it's funny when I see Craig here, he's usually in the kitchen. He, he gets his little beverage there and, um, just working away on that laptop, you know, dedicated to
2: always finding new stories, new
0: stories, great quality. Um, I know that, uh, if I'm correct, he even had, uh, an opportunity to talk to, uh, the Democratic, uh, nominee for the Lieutenant governorship. Uh, yes, he did. And, uh. And I know he'll have the other side of the house on also, on the Republican side. Um, that show of uh, Craig's, it, it allows people to come in on both sides of the aisle and share a tremendous amount of stuff because you were also at Mackinac with him and mm-hmm. um, you guys never had time to breathe, did you?
2: Oh, no. We were interviews all day, you know, we were sitting at a table just chugging away, getting getting all the information we can about the conference and trying to, you know, as much material out there for the people as we could. Well, it's great. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) So let's talk about Podquesters a minute here at the station. Now, Podquesters is um, not a show that I would, uh, you know, I'm going by age category now, would tune into like on a daily thing. Oh, yeah. Um, I tune it in because here at New Radio Media, I want to see what our shows are doing um, and everything. But I also sit in meetings with – our director of the show, uh, Andy and Dave, and you know, we talked management meetings. But PodQuesters is a unique show. PodQuesters, as a matter of fact, if I'm correct, uh, they're going on the road to Cincinnati.
2: Yep, they're doing tours.
0: Doing tours, and they're going to do the Comic Con in Cincinnati.
2: Okay, I, I would... so,
0: so that's coming up, live show there. And because uh, I also saw we have PodQuester t shirts,
2: yeah. You do?
0: Multiple colors. So, this will be very, very interesting. Uh, if you want a PodQuesters t shirt, give us a call, 844 999 9249. Somebody calls in right now, I'll make sure we have your size. So, let me know. Okay, here we go. It's time to talk about, since we talked about, as you shared a few moments ago, what's going on in Washington, this is another class for you. Ten things you should know about the Declaration of Independence. Now we'll find out if anybody ever showed up in class.
2: Is there a secret <laughs> map on the back? Is that? Oh. Is that one of the facts? <laughs> all right. How many signers?
0: The founding fathers. Um, there were fifty-six signers. Okay. Were they all politicians? Yes or no.
2: I don't believe so.
0: It's a very simple question. Say no. Okay. They were doctors, lawyers, merchants, ministers, and planters, but all were wealthy white men at the time. The oldest was Ben Franklin of Pennsylvania, he was 70, and the youngest was Edward Rutledge of South Carolina at 26. At that time, there were 26 slaveholders. Six signers went on to sign the Constitution. John Adams and Jefferson would serve as the president of the United States. Benjamin Harrison of Virginia had a son and a great-grandson who then became president. Okay. We all know the name John Hancock. Yes. This will be a trivia question for our guest at 9 o'clock. Because that also it was the name of an insurance company. So we'll let him play with that one in a few minutes. Now, there is there something on the back side? Of the document. You know, here's the document. It's called the Constitution. See? Constitution. Here's the document. Is there anything
1: written on the backside? I thought we were talking about the Declaration of Independence. Oh, I'll do that one.
0: Oh, I could do that one too. How about that? Well, wait a
1: minute. I thought you said Constitution. Which one are we talking about about here? (laughs) Oh, the Declaration of Independence. Excuse me, you're right. I
0: got two things in front of me. Declaration. That's very good, though. So So you do listen to your father.
1: Uh, (laughs) Only to prove out when he's wrong or when he slips up. Slips up. So is the map on the back of the Constitution? No. No. Okay. No map. How many saw the movie
0: National Treasure?
2: Good, okay. Yep. Oh, we got Mike raising his hand. Oh, good,
0: up. good. So, take note, fans of the National Treasure. There is something written on the back of the Declaration, but it's not a secret map. Instead, there are a few handwritten words that say "Original Declaration of Independence" with a slash mark, dated Fourth July, seventeen seventy-six. As the original document, so just thought I'd let you know that some of these things do happen, and people do write in the back, and we make movies out of it. Great! It was a great movie, by the way. National Treasure parts. I like both of them, actually. A lot of fun. Yeah, well, they were. They were great. I love the the, the supporting cast. Are uh, a riot. His his, his assistant. He's oh, a, yeah. He's a crack, especially when he got the <laughs> sports car at the end. But doesn't how to drive a stick shift. And that's also on the second hour of today's show. We're going to talk about stick shifts, cars. cars, automobiles. So, with that, I want to go now to Michigan State University, okay? Everybody talks about Michigan State University, and especially this week, and they're going to talk football because they're playing Arizona, right? Arizona State. Arizona State, right. Okay, now, in a different light... Um, Michigan State University got a gift of $30 million, the largest gift ever. And um, this is from the Edward J. Minskoff family. Um, their money will help MSU complete the business pavilion of the at the Eli Broad College. So this is going to be, you know, with all the negative things that we've heard at Michigan State, and unfortunately, and they've been ugly by anybody's term, um, to what happened to all these young, young women. Um, I'm so thankful that families have not turned their back to the total university in the academic world. Um, I'm glad they moved away from sports on this gift and have said that academics and the building of that next generation of young people, uh, so the School of Business, a $30 million gift, um, They're going to have a 100,000-square-foot pavilion that will open, and uh, they'll have a lot of classrooms, state-of-the-art and other spaces, glass-walled atrium, um, beautiful shot of the Red Cedar River, which they're famous for down uh, in East Lansing. So all of these things was a – I think this is just great. And, uh, you know, we, we look at it. Michigan State is very fortunate, just as the university, university of Michigan and all the state universities and private schools of higher education in Michigan. At Michigan State, since two thousand and seven, though, um, starting with the, Den, uh, the Albert C. Den uh, gift of two po- of twelve point six million dollars, John R. Cosma at twelve point seven million, Dan and Jennifer Gilbert giving a gift of fifteen million and Eli and Edith Broad of $25 million. Um Minskoff's gift of $30 million is the largest that the university has ever received. And um, the dean, uh, Gupa, for the business college, you know, just said, it's people like this that believe in the school and the students. And so my hat's off to them, to the family, and to the university. A great positive move uh, for academics. And, of course, you know, at the same time, they are working diligently to um, take care of those families that suffered during um, this challenging time at the university. But talking about Michigan State University for 30 seconds, um,
1: you have 10 seconds. Who wins the Michigan State-Arizona State game? Uh, I I know this is going to be an interesting game, but I'm going to say Arizona State. Because of the temperature? No, because of the coach and um, because of not knowing how Michigan State is going to come out and play. Okay. We'll think about that. Have another cup of coffee.
4: Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our nine and dine special, nine holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com.
3: At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me. Just listen to what our customers
6: have to say.
5: The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous.
3: They make you feel
10: like you're at home.
6: Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Parts City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake.
3: We've got the parts you need when you need them.
6: Surfing the internet can be good for
9: your brain, especially if you're getting up there in years. UCLA scientists say that the internet searching helps to stimulate your brain function by triggering centers in your brain that control decision-making and complex reasoning. In a study to be published in the American Journal of Geriatric Psychiatry, the researchers say that using the internet to seek out new information might stimulate the brain enough to sustain brain health and your cognitive ability. Before the computer age, the one activity that was linked to an active mind was solving crossword puzzles. The fact that even simple tasks like searching the Internet might enhance your brain circuitry suggests that our brains are really sensitive to mental exercise and actually continue to learn as we grow older. So using an Internet search engine such as Google produces the same brain activities as reading, but it also increases activity in areas of your brain that control decision making and complex reasoning. With another Prescription for Your Health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
0: Good morning, everybody. It's a beautiful, cool fall day out there today. And, uh, you know, back in the studio, uh, Ethan Perlman joining me. I'm Peter Perlman, of course, here at Talking Biz at New Radio Media. And uh, Paul has got the uh, day off. He's enjoying himself, I hope, and just getting refueled for another busy week here at New Radio Media. A lot of people coming in and out of our building in the last uh, week or so. Uh, we're excited. Uh, so many shows uh, coming on board and uh you know people want to see our studios want to know what's happening they're excited and it's so great to bring people in and look at the expressions when they look at all of our young people working here at new radio media and uh just seeing all the different aspects of post-production <clears throat> excuse me production work that we do here and uh knowing that we're not just inside the studio. You know, we're a broadcasting uh, arm here. That's what we're doing today on the digital side. uh,
1: You want want to say something? No, no, no. I'm listening. You
0: look like you wanted to say
1: something. No, I'm just just kind of listening to the, you know, the pride in which, you know, you're saying this, because I know that you are spending more time here, which is a great thing, and... um, the uh company is growing bigger, which is also a great thing, so well, the company's growing
0: bigger. I just don't know if it was at the waistline of some of the employees or if it was in business that we were growing bigger
1: and of course, you had to turn it into a joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta know. I watch Paul every day and I say, "Are we growing?
0: no. <laughs> God, I, love him. I, I, don't, I don't know if you gave. I don't know if you gave Paul the day off. I can only, I can only hold it together so long.
2: Uh, did you give
1: Paul the day off, or did Paul need to take a break from you? I think he might have needed a
0: break. <laughs> oh, we love Paul. Paul is dearly missed. Let me tell you, and uh, I love him. He's he, he's my uh, fourth brother, and uh, as some say, he's my third wife. So it's an interesting time here, but. It's exciting. It's a lot of fun. I thought he was
1: your second wife.
0: Can't be my second wife. Oh, that's true. You're so cute. You are so cute, you know? Anyway, a couple of things here. Some more sad notes uh, in this community. You know, Burt Reynolds died at 82 years old just uh, this week. And um, do you know any of the movies that Burt Reynolds did? Look at you guys. Nope. All right. Smokey and the Bandit. Was that about the
1: bear and the raccoon?
0: Ooh, no! It's a. It, it took the Pontiac Firebird to a whole new height in sales. I'll tell you that much. Uh, and I saw that movie originally in Traverse City. Okay. So.
2: Uh, uh, he was in Deliverance, wasn't he?
0: Yes, he was. Yeah, you I know, know what he How about a great football game in a prison yard? Oh, the yeah. original. The original. Oh, the original? Not the one with your Adam Sandler. Okay.
1: The original. I don't know if I've ever seen that version. Really?
0: That was a great movie.
1: Now. I've seen the Adam Sandler version. He
0: played football. Where'd he play football?
1: I don't know. Where'd he go to school?
0: Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ethan, Ethan, Ethan. Where did he play football? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! My sports guy, Florida State. Played at Florida State.
1: In, in what year?
0: In the fifties. Let me let me explain something to you. He was a phenomenal football player. Okay. Okay. Um, and what, what uh, position did he play? Running back. A running back. When he dropped out of college, though, he drifted to New York, where he worked as a dockhand, dance hall, bouncer, bodyguard, dishwasher, before returning to Florida in 57 and enrolling in acting classes. Um, I won't even tell you who he dated because you wouldn't know half the people. So the trivia question is, because he's a southern boy. He's always said I'm a southern boy. Where was he born?
1: I already know the answer know to this because you, you asked this right, I had yesterday.
0: Yeah, where was he born?
1: Lansing, Michigan. Lansing, Mi- Lansing Michigan.
0: Moved out it when he was five years old. Yep. And uh, he said, I grew up a southern boy who didn't want to be a Yankee. However, I have to admit, I was born in Lansing, Michigan. So <laughs> um, quite the guy, quite the actor. And for those of you who don't remember Burt Reynolds, there's his picture. Okay, everybody sees Burt Reynolds now? All right, see fans, Burt Reynolds. Okay, so that was one family that passed. The other one is the DeVos uh, family. And in that, it's a sad note uh, that Richard DeVos, you know, senior, shall I say, also a sports question. What Mm -hmm. team in the NBA did Richard DeVos own? The Orlando Magic. Yes, he did. The Orlando Magic. Died at 92 years of age Thursday. And, uh, I mean, his estimated value worth? $6.1 billion. But Amway was a was quite a unique product. And um, they had their challenges with Amway. Y- you know, Amway you don't buy in the stores. Everything was done like... Uh, The salesperson would come to your house, and 10 women would come together, and they would show a presentation. You'd buy the products. And that grew a huge business out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And, uh, you know, he and his partner, Jay Van Andel, did such a phenomenal job of not only growing this company of Amway, but community-wise, took Grand Rapids from the ashes of depression, and the downtown mushroomed and became gorgeous. I mean, they took the old Pantlin Hotel and became the Amway Hotel. Uh, and, matter of fact, they're doing a huge multi million dollar renovation in it right now. Then they built the um, convention center, then the sports arena, the museum across the river by the Gerald Ford uh, Presidential Library. Um, Richard was one of these great entrepreneurs and great Americans of our time, and that was said by George W. Bush. And um, whether it, you know, Richard's a Republican or not, and his uh, granddaughter sits uh, in Washington's Secretary of Education, Richard DeVos was a community man and made certain that the community in whole was sharing in his wealth. And I I give a lot of credit to the family and to Richard uh, for all of that legacy that he has left for the greater Grand Rapids area. So he's going to be um, missed heavily because I think as generations go on, we don't see the same kind of gifting that we would love to see uh, people do. Um, Donations are down everywhere. Uh, People are not reaching into their pockets uh, as much. They think that uh, there's not a need or a demand for a lot of things. But uh, strange as it may be, with uh, everybody sharing how unemployment is down, homeless is up in this community, and food banks are being drained. And so if you're sitting there and you're listening to us this morning and you're enjoying a great breakfast or something, think about this. Put at least one or two cans away a week. And um, when you get time, drop it off at your, you know, as you build it up, drop it off at your local food bank. Because before you know it, the winter season is going to be here. And families are going to be in tremendous need. So let's, as a community, let's help everybody out. Very, very important. Now, you did food drives, is that correct?
1: Yes, I did food drives through school, uh, Boy Scouts, uh, a bunch of different um, opportunities, but also um, I, with uh, high school and other groups, went to the physical food banks and helped package uh, boxes of food to go out to families. Uh, We put together um, different care packages during the holidays, so even if you're not donating the food, you can still go in and volunteer packaging up uh, boxes of uh, food, um, care packages all throughout the year.
0: So you have like gleaners in the community.
1: Um, You've got Forgotten Harvest. Um, keep going. I'm trying to think of the those other are ones. they big 2 aren't they? Yeah. Well, the those Big two. Are your Temple's got two. a big one
0: coming up that you bring for the uh, holiday.
1: Yeah, but I think that goes to Yad Ezra. Oh, that goes to Yad Ezra. Yad Ezra.
0: It's kosher foods. That goes okay. to Yad Ezra. And those that aren't kosher, they will swap out the Gleaners and others so that all the food banks continue to be restocked accordingly. Um, it's important that people realize that food banks, um, without the food banks, so many families wouldn't be here. They yep. would
1: starve. Yep.
0: So if you know people that are down on their luck and uh, need an extra meal, be supportive. You know, think about it when you're shopping. There's a lot of 10 for 10s out there today. You know, 10, get a 10 for 10. I'll, they want the vegetables. They want the canned goods, um, the peanut butters of the world, all that stuff. Every bit helps. And then when the holiday, like a Thanksgiving, comes along, um, your charitable contribution in cash buys them the opportunity to buy the meats, the turkeys, etc., so they can have a full family meal, and so very, very important. so with that, after you eat and you have leftover cans and everything else, you got to recycle, which is another big issue that we deal with here uh, in this community, and recycling is getting to be even a bigger challenge than what people think. Uh, we see blue buckets out there for recycling, uh, the green buckets, the orange buckets, the red buckets, but um, Interesting statistics coming out uh, lately are that uh, recycling is down, and um, it's people aren't paying attention when they recycle. They're throwing uh, pizza boxes into recycle bins that don't belong there. They're throwing electrical wiring in there that doesn't belong in there. Recycling was a unique thing, and uh, we have to kind of take a look at what what goes on. You know, they they got the big carts on the wheels and they distribute them to the residents all through the county. And I wonder how many people take the time to really break it down and throw away the proper pieces to meet, you know, the recycling piece. Now you were in Bowling Green, Ohio. Yep. You had recycling, but I noticed a lot of those students in... don't know
1: how to read a bo- read a, read a label. We send them to college but they can't seem to read what you can go in. Well, that's uh, an interesting point. In the dorms, yes, we had recycling buckets specifically. You had your trash buckets as well where you could take them out to the dumpster for recycling. And Well, for the recycling, you never took it outside. You There was a place inside to, to drop it. But for uh, where I lived in my apartment, for my first year and a half in the apartment, we were not... Given recycling buckets, there was no recycling pickup, as far as I know, that would come around and gather them. So pretty much anything you had that you had to recycle, you either had to take it to a dorm or you had to throw it in the trash because there was no way for it to be recycled.
0: Okay, so here's the thing. There are ten items that should not go in a recycling bin. I want you to think about those ten items very carefully um, because it requires that people throw them in this recycled bin then someone's got to sit there and extract them out at the center when they come in so there's ten items give it a thought we're going to sit back for a minute i think our guest is uh, coming in the uh, in the building we're going to get him a cup of coffee and let him relax and we'll be back shortly
2: what's going on in your neighborhood
8: Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community, and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake.
3: Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Skatecayment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle
7: power!
0: And welcome back. I'm Peter Perlman, a special guest, Ethan. And, uh, you know, uh, we brought Angel out of that freezing phone booth over there. We don't want him to freeze to death. So, you know, if, as you see here, I deal with a lot of newspapers. So I know that uh, you actually do deliver papers.
3: Yep, I'm actually a route
0: carrier. Currently, I'm a route carrier. And who do you carry for? The Oakland Press. Oh, my favorite paper. The favorite paper, the Oakland Press. Well, all right, so newspapers get recycled. Right. Okay, gang. Everybody here, 10 items, 10 items that I said you cannot put in a recycle bin. You ready? What's number one? Anyone? I'll take anyone, 10 items.
2: You just said it, pizza boxes.
0: Pizza boxes. Okay, that's one. Okay, we'll take that. Okay. Number two, Ethan. Ethan. Electrical wiring. I said that already. I know. <laughs> Angel number three. Wow. Wow. Wow well, doesn't go in the box. <laughs> uh, um. What we, what 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 can't we put in a recycle bin? Anybody? I'm actually not sure. Okay. All right. Anybody want to jump in on the next one? Generic Some sort? trash. Uh, yeah. Well, trash. Very cute. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> That's food? <not> cr- <laughs> food. Okay, I'll go with food. Uh, next item.
2: Uh, a certain colored glass bottles. You got to get into that. Oh. Certain colored glass bottles that you can't
1: no, recycle? No,
0: glass can go in, so oh, yeah. I'll leave glass alone.
2: Styrofoam?
0: Styrofoam. Very good. Keep going. This is like a quiz show. You guys would, you guys would never get out of class. With <laughs> Keep going. Yeah,
1: we're not too good at the quizzes,
0: huh? Well, that's all right. Take, take another shot. You get this at the grocery store. What can't I put in the uh, recycle bin?
2: Uh this is like plastic containers, some sort plastic of plastic containers. Bags,
0: the bags. The plastic containers can go in too. They have numbers on the bottom. If you ever flip them over, there's numbers. Mm. Those numbers dictate what can go in there. Um, keep going. What what about uh all right, I'll ask you. You tell me. Can I put in uh coat hangers and things like metal coat hangers? Am I allowed to put that no. in there? No. No. Okay. Am I allowed to put in um well, garden hoses are made of plastic and rubber. Am I allowed to put that in?
2: Yes. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. No garden hoses. Thought he was trying to throw you
0: for. A yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> see. I took it because of the plastic, I <laughs> the rubber. All right. So we talk about that they recycle plastic, right? So, what about plastic plates and plastic knives, uh, if they've been washed and all that? If they've been washed. Yeah, you clean them before you throw them in the bin. So there's no food on it or anything like that. Am I allowed to put that in the bin?
1: I'm gonna say, I would
3: assume so, if it's been cleaned. And, I don't think it matters. No. If it's just plastic.
2: The answer is no. See, I don't think it matters if it's clean or not. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. All right. Yes, it does, right? Now, nah, for,
0: for you folks back that are listening that are my age versus our youth in the room, what about am I allowed to put in old cassettes and VHS
2: tapes? No. Does right. anybody even have them? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh. I have
0: like about he 400 of <laughs> them. I got four to 500
2: uh, VHS. Do you still watch systems. any of them?
1: We, could we be have pa- two machines, yes. We That's could good. be talking about a movie. He says we own it. I says, no, we don't. Yeah, we do. It's on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> See? All right. What about auto parts, pots, pans, and most metals?
0: Which I always... Th- metals are recyclable, right? E-
1: May- yes, no. Maybe. I would think not. I would say metals no. Metals are recyclable, but in this for case, those, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I would for those. I would say no. Those no. go to a scrapyard. They go to a scrapyard. Yeah. Okay. Um,
0: this is, and you already kind of said it is garbage. But uh, tissue paper, paper toweling, um, no. No. no, no. What no. about newspapers? Yes. yes. Okay. So I got to do that for him. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. And recycling is down. Why do you think recycling is down?
2: I'll go around the room. I'm going to say I think some people, I don't think places are actually providing recycling bins a yeah. lot of times. New Radio Media, here's a prime example. I'm going to sell us out right here. We need a recycling bin. Okay. Um, we so don't have a recycling bin. here's
0: what you do. You go see your chief operating officer, Jess, <laughs> and uh, Jeff will send a note. Jess will send me a note just like he did for the chairs. He says we needed chairs you got chairs, you know? Put it in writing.
2: we got to increase our productivity. There
1: you
0: go. So good. What else?
1: I I think a lot of places aren't um, promoting recycling, like, in public places, more or less. Um, And I don't really know in some—because I know, like, when I went to school, there wasn't really any signage. There wasn't, you know, any kind of—I don't want to say campaign for recycling, but there was really no— hey, we need to recycle these items so that, you know, we help the environment.
0: All right. So here, Angel, here's the deal. You deliver newspapers. Right. Probably the biggest recycling item in the United
1: States. Right. Why do you think people aren't recycling? Well, I, th- I would agree with Ethan. From what I see delivering the paper is in certain communities, it seems to be a common thing.
3: A lot. Most of the houses have recycling bins or whatnot. For instance, I deliver in Rochester Hills and Lake Orion. Most of the houses there all have recycling bins. Now,
1: I live in Pontiac, and I frequent Detroit a lot. None of the houses there that I see really have recycling bins. So it seems like it's not promoted, in, or it's a lack of information in certain communities about it, and other people are just more informed about it, I feel like. So one of the
0: unique things that you could do with the Oakland Press is, you know, when I was getting the paper daily, on the front page, you always had that half little quarter page, you know, fold over. You may want to drop a note to them and just see, you may even get money for this, by the way, Um, suggesting that they put on that sleeve, are you recycling our papers for the future? Right. They may even send you a
1: check. Yeah, it's a good idea. something that I could definitely try to, you know, impose there.
0: I I think it would be great. Tony, I expect to see Jess get a a little note on recycling. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I bring up recycling for a reason. Uh, We recycle our shows, actually, you know, and uh, you can find it at our our famous newradiomedia.com. If you don't have the app, go to Google or the Apple Store. It's free. Download it. Enjoy it. And... um, That music tells me we're at the top of the hour, so we're going to get a fresh cup of coffee. I want to thank everybody in the studio for the first hour, and we'll see you shortly.
4: Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our Nine and Dine special, Nine Holes of Golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com.
3: At Murray's Part City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me. Just listen to what our customers have to say.
4: The employees
5: at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous.
3: They make you feel like you're at home.
5: Pick up
6: a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Parts City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake.
3: We've got the parts you need when you need them.
4: As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. And if you advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses, I've got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on-demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day, and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to newradiomedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999.
9: A new Northwestern Medicine study concludes that you can improve your overall health and quality of life by doing these two simple things. Spend less time in front of the TV and computer, and eat more fruits and vegetables, and that's all. By starting with these relatively small steps, it becomes a lot easier over time to make major lifestyle changes. And in many cases, people find that the time away from the TV or computer is best spent taking walks or working in the garden. In other words, when you're not chained to your sofa, you'll almost naturally want to move around and be more active. And that, in turn, helps promote a healthier you. After as few as three weeks of avoiding temptation to sit around, the people involved in the study found that they didn't want to return to their lazy ways, even when they were told they could do so and would continue to be paid for the research. Eighty-six percent of the patients said that once they made the change, they decided to maintain it. So give it a try. You may surprise yourself with another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
8: Hi, I'm Art and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you and we take pride in our impeccable affordable service and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake.
0: And good morning, everybody, and welcome to New Radio Media Talking Biz. I'm Peter Perlman. Uh, Paul is uh, taking the morning off and enjoying a beautiful fall day, a lot of things to do in the greater Detroit area. Um, uh, my co-host will be back in the studio in just a moment. He ran down the hall to make sure that the contractors working on our building are doing a great job hanging the wallpaper. Anyway, you know, on a beautiful, t- uh, day like today, a lot of things are happening in the community, uh, in business and a lot of questions always pop up. So our guest today is David Koloff from the Warner Insurance Brokerage Group here in West Bloomfield. Good morning, David. Good morning, Peter. And, um... You know, a lot of questions come forward um, in the office, and uh, David uh, shares a, a, a space with me. And um, we do some unique things. And one of those things is that the, the client sometimes gets confused. You know, uh, on a property and casualty side of the business, we always talk about buildings and property and contents and all the different kind of losses that happen. And, and all of that, the biggest loss that usually happens is human element. And uh, that can cause a business great disaster.
5: Yes, it can. We're, uh, we look at it from a completely different aspect than you do. We look at the family, what they're going to lose by their spouse, whether it be male or female, who's the primary breadwinner in the family. So we look at it differently than you do with that. So
0: the clientele that uh, visits you... Mm-hmm. Um, and you're unique because you, the, the word brokerage came into um, the name of your company. So let's back it up a little bit. What does brokerage mean differently to a listener here at New Radio Media Talking Biz? Um,
5: well, the, the difference for us is we're kind of a – think of us as the warehouse for life insurance carriers. Uh, we work in two aspects. We work with the, both the clients and their agents. Uh, where we can sell directly if we choose to, we primarily work with the agents. So when they call us up and say they have a client who needs life insurance, they come to us so we find the right carrier for their particular client. So you're unique in a
0: multiple multiple, uh, direction here for a minute. They come to you two ways, uh, consumer direct and, of course, through the agency programs throughout the state of Michigan mm-hmm. and you
5: don't represent any one company. We represent between 75 and 80 carriers depending upon the year with that. So that way we aren't beholden to any one carrier. Is uh, any business you get comfortable with certain carriers but we deal with the largest carriers in the United States and don't have any particular agenda when we look for it. We just look for the appropriate coverage and carrier for the for the client and the agents so the uniqueness of your agency is from what we're
0: sharing with everybody here today is you're not locked into any one carrier not at all uh, multiple products based upon the health of an individual
5: most important factor
0: and we don't sell just life insurance
7: no uh,
5: life insurance is one of the primary aspects of it but we do a tremendous amount of disability insurance so there's two aspects of life insurance is if the insured passes away but as your younger years from 25 to 65 or nowadays 70 uh, disability insurance is a large part of our business as well to make sure that income is still coming in case of disability. But how do we handle
0: the aging community?
5: Uh, That area is more towards long-term care. As you get past your working years you look at long-term care as kind of senior disability which is not taking care of income as much as it is Preserving what your assets that you've accumulated over the years, if you need nursing home care, assisted living, that sort of thing.
0: Well, when does my disability drop off? And you know, I work, mm-hmm. and I'm not one of the younger ones in the room here.
5: We but, won't go into H, okay? But
0: uh, <laughs> but at some point in time, mine drops off. Correct. And then what?
5: Well, that's the big thing is when it used to be everybody strove to retire at age 65, and that was where the dis- once you stop working, your disability insurance ends. There's no advantage trying to keep it at that point. Uh, what happens is probably when you get to age 60, you start reviewing with your agent as to whether the disability is still appropriate or changing over into something that will be more of a protection for your assets as you accumulate it into long-term care. And as people get to 65, people think they have to drop it. But disability policies still work after age 65 as long as you're working full-time.
0: Full-time. Full-time. A nice
5: thought. Uh, full-time.
0: All right. So take a look at my studio. I have young people here. I got young people behind the glass, one behind the glass.
5: I'm feeling older as we speak about uh, this. I
0: bet you are. Because mm-hmm. when we get into another subject, you're going to feel real old compared to these people. Oh, gosh. Um but they walk into your office, what kind, of, what kind of conversation would you have with this 20, 22-year-old, 20-year-old, uh, I have a beautiful young lady on the other side of the glass in their 20s, uh, Mike's 30? Here's the
5: deal for them. Don't come in. Don't come in. <laughs> Actually, they need to come in, because now it's 22, because I've got children slightly older than them, but in the ballpark for yes. that. And they're now starting to go out on their own and starting to create their work lives where we're at the end of them. Uh, So they're, you know, protection for them is a whole different concept. They don't think of it with that. So we'll talk to them about life insurance and disability, and it may go in one ear and out the other. But you plant the seed for it early on while they're healthy, while they're young and strapping and things of that nature, because health obviously is an impediment to getting life insurance. So we talked to them about life insurance, getting something basic in place, not because they necessarily need it today. They may well not be married. They may be young and single and roaming around like young Ethan here, but they get it in place to have it for the future because they're young, they're healthy, they're able to get it at a very inexpensive rate. So they protect themselves for the next 20, 30, maybe 40 years with that and not, don't have to think about it very inexpensively.
0: And to somebody that's sitting down with you uh, in that young age category, if you could leave them with just one piece of advice, whether they buy
5: it or not, what would that be? If it, if you don't buy it, if you get you're working for your new employer, so let's say new radio media, and they're giving benefits or whatever it is, take whatever they will give you to their maximum so that you at least have something in place to start with. So you're given the benefits that they take versus walking away from them.
0: Okay. I want to go back. You you said something earlier, though, um, on the senior side, the long-term care. Mm -hmm. Could you share with everybody at Talking Biz for a few moments? Um, Long-term care came out back in the 60s before anybody really realized it. Correct. From uh, that. And then, of course, um, over time it's had different generations of, you know, policies and language and everything today where is long-term care today and how many people in the country do you believe percentage-wise actually have
5: purchased this product well long-term care is about a 40 year old product as you said with that and tremendously valued but is one of the more costly insurance it costs a little bit more than the average like term insurance people have gotten very used to expensive rates for term insurance So people tended to shy away from it. I would say about 10% of the people have their own coverage in the country in that basis, and 90% of the people don't. Uh, They make the assumption that health insurance will cover them for long-term care, which it doesn't. And the other part is when they get to Medicare age, they make the assumption that long-term care will be covered. And it's covered on a very short-term basis. Uh, up to 100 days per year is the maximum it will cover. And there's some co-pays and things of that nature after the first 20 days. So it's, it says right in the booklet, we do not cover long-term care for Medicare. So. so
0: knowing they've got this window basically of 100 days and that's it, and somebody looks at long-term care,
5: do they get the care at home if they so desire? Typically from Medicare, no, what the advantage of a long-term care policy is, and I think the biggest thing that agents fail in a way to not let their client know is the biggest part of purchasing a long-term care policy is not because it covers in a nursing home. The idea is to keep you out of the nursing home, at home in your own environment, whether it be your own home that you purchase, apartment, condo, whatever it is, that's the strongest thing about it is it can keep you at home getting care there and
0: then what is the term assisted living? I mean, we see four seasons open up, and we've seen all these great places open up called assisted living, but it's independent living, really, isn't it? Is it? Well, or
5: are there two phases to that? Two phases to that. Uh, first of all, you've got senior communities, the 55 and older communities. The whether you stay here or go out to Arizona, to all the communities that have got you know gone up. There's the senior communities which are geared towards senior living and lifestyles, and you're independent. Your transition, your first step in needing assistance of some nature is the assisted living where you're determining I'm not as mobile, as quite as mobile as I used to be, might be having some physical attributes that are not as functioning. And so you need assistance, but you don't need nursing home care. So that's the first transition. And for your long-term care policy, will also pay for that if you meet what's known as two of six activities of daily living. Uh, eating, transferring, those sort of things. There are six basic ones. If you meet two of the criteria from your doctor, then the long-term care policy will pay for those benefits.
0: So in the world of medicine today, the ugly word of dementia
5: mm-hmm.
0: pops up all the time. Um, where does that fall into long-term care?
5: Absolutely covered under there. It's a separate criteria from the two of six activities of living. It's the other criteria Alzheimer's dementia, a cognitive loss, is how they term it, and that will then qualify you also for the long-term care benefits. And so,
0: you know, we're talking with David Koloff from the Warner Insurance Brokerage uh, Company, the group here in West Bloomfield. How do they find you?
5: How do they find me?
0: How do they find you, David?
5: Well, if you go to the phone book, we were there, but we've for we've been very fortunate over the past forty years. The operation has been around, uh, started with a friend of mine, Neil Warner. Uh, gentleman who started the agency originally back in 1969.
4: Came from Boston.
5: mm Mm-hmm. Terrific man. We became bowling buddies, golf buddies, eating buddies, and he always wanted to work together. And when he finally created the agency in about 1995, we joined together and uh, went from there. And I was too lazy to change the name to Koloff Insurance Brokerage. So that's how we did it. Neil Warner was a great Great gentleman. Wonderful man. So how do they find you? Well, they find us on website. We've been very fortunate where much of our business is referred by agents to other agents, client to client. Uh, we're in West Bloomfield, uh, sharing offices with Perlman Agency. And we give, you do the property and casualty, we do all the other assets. And the phone number. 248-489-1177.
0: Okay, so if you have a question for David, 844-999-9249. Um, it's an interesting uh, piece. But, you know, David, you've been doing this a long time.
5: 38 years now.
0: But that's not your passion, passion. I mean, that is your passion on one side. What is your other passion?
5: Well, passion is guitars.
0: And how many of those do we own?
5: Ooh, at the moment, 12. And if Shelley's listing, oh, it's only 10. My wife's been very accommodating to uh, (laughs) that. Yes, yeah. Uh, Gotten to playing, not a great, the greatest player of all time or anything else of that nature, but also enjoy collecting them as well. So we discovered a lot of guitars coming and out of the household and also out of the office. Yes, we've seen that. Yes, we've seen that.
0: Uh,
5: The FedEx and UPS guys have uh, just will call out. Yeah, I've got another one for you, Dave.
0: Where do you find the guitars? meet your playing ability i mean your ability isn't the same as you know the concert guitarists in that respect so um where do you go to really define the sound of a guitar does it meet your needs and things like that
5: well fun places it's you can go to different places like elderly music out and we kind of have one of the great guitar stores in America in East Lansing, in Lansing, Michigan, called Elderly Guitar. So we spend lots of time driving out to there or guitar center, and you hear things. You go to local concert venues. I uh, volunteered down at the Ark in Ann Arbor uh, with that, which is, to me, the best music venue in America for 400 seats. And uh, you hear people play, you watch their guitars, and you go, Hey, I know I'm not as good as her, but that guitar sounds great, and you hope it'll be close.
0: Okay, and um, going back to high school days, mm-hmm. when you were in high school, and at that time I would use the term growing up, what did you really want to do at that point? What did you see your career path?
5: Well, it's funny. It's uh, funny. Spent a little time in the, at the radio station there at Southfield High, but that wasn't you the direction. You and Paul. And Paul Benzman, yeah, back in the day with that. We're... How about that? The Blue Jays.
0: It, you guys the Blue Jays? We're Blue Jays. Blue Jays.
5: In fact, just... My went...
0: wife is a Blue Jay. She uh, went to Southfield High. That's
5: right. She was slightly after me. Yeah, she, uh, played in, she played in okay. the band.
0: She played in the band there.
5: <laughs> with that. you
0: probably kill me for saying all these things, too.
5: Oh, <laughs> keep going, though. It's You're okay.
1: enjoying all this, aren't you, Ethan? Hey, you know... I'm staying out of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're so funny. You don't even know what your
1: mom... What oh. it, do you know the instrument you remember play? Clarinet. Very good. I Clari- know that. Mm.
5: Okay, I just want to make sure you listen. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you talk about... And what cur-
1: instrument did you play?
0: Trumpet there? and French horn. Yeah. Ooh. I played in the Detroit Junior Symphony. Yeah.
5: That's why we found a match there. Ooh. Yeah, no one, if you don't figure your career path, no one aspires to, you. Oh, I very rarely do I find that somebody aspires to be an insurance agent. None of
0: us went to bed with a briefcase like that.
5: No, that's <laughs> not where it went. But I always grew up in sales from the early time since I was 12 years old and was selling shoes in Oak Park. But uh, So sales just seemed a natural thing to gravitate to versus becoming a lawyer or CPA, which would have been the more what honorable thing to do. Where were you selling shoes at? I was selling shoes at a children's shoe store at Martin Shoes in Oak Park. Wow. which. My next door neighbor thought I was 16 and hired me, and then he discovered I was only 12, and I was still working there.
0: Well, that's great, you know. Um, a lot of interesting things, you know. We're we're sharing time this morning with uh, David Koloff, and um, we're going to come back in a little bit, and we're gonna we're gonna switch gears completely. I like the term gears because we're going to go to the automotive world with David and Ethan, and we're going to talk about a lot of those things at the same time. But if you've just joined us, uh, David, of course, is the principal at uh, Warner Insurance Brokerage in West Bloomfield. And uh, you can reach David at 248-489-1177. Uh, a lot of great things happening in his office uh, that could guide you and your company as it relates to life insurance, disability, long-term care. So we're going to sit back. We're going to refill that cup of coffee. Uh Get David situated for round number two, uh, along with uh, Ethan sitting in for Paul.
3: At Murray's Part City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say.
5: The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous.
3: They make you feel like you're at home.
6: Pick up a can of seafoam fuel system treatment for only $6.99 or a five-quart container of Mobile One motor oil for just $28.95. Murray's Part City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake.
7: We've got the parts you need, when you need them. Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want when we want advertising on new radio media is a solution with our live streaming programs that are also available on demand your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen all for a fraction of what you likely have been paying for other ads newradiomedia.com call buzz van houten at 248-939-9999 for more information
8: hi i'm art and we're the crew at tuffy Walled lake we've been in Walled lake for 20 years And through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction we become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you and we take pride in our impeccable affordable service and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wild
3: Lake. Do you want to see things like this?
9: Did you just say you died?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, technically. Or maybe even something
4: like this. We'll do nothing but destroy your corpses and burn them all for my dogs. Your dogs are gone. And sometimes, a little of this. We
3: need to have a talk.
2: I take my axe and I smash
3: it. No! <laughs>
2: and check out Podquesters, the show where we tackle ghoulish goblins, fiendish foes, and dangerous tricks. Oh, like the singer? No, the dragon creature. Oh. Anyways, Podquesters Fridays, only on NewRadioMedia.com.
0: And welcome back to New Radio Media Talking Biz. I'm Peter Perlman, along with Ethan, sitting in for Paul, and special guest this morning, uh, sharing time with us, David Koloff. You know, uh, David earlier shared with us uh, Warner Insurance Brokerage, but we're going to park that, shall we say, by terminology for a while. Um, we want to thank David for talking to us about the life insurance, disability, and long term care portions of his business. But, you know, David, you're a car lover. Whoa, I loved that. Boy, you know, get in the car and play the music. That was great. You know, they have a lot of fun on the other side of the glass, Kelsey and the gang, I got to tell you.
5: So, turn it up to 11.
0: Here you go. Um, now, Ethan is an automatic. Uh, Ethan drives an automatic. Okay. But did you do you think America is losing its love for the stick shift?
5: I do. I mean, you are a car man. I, I'm a car guy. I'm not a gearhead, but I love cars. And I talk to a lot of my next-door neighbors, all the kids that are around the neighborhood, and they look and go, stick shift? Uh, it's a different thing nowadays. You know, we grew up when cars were developing and stick shift we most of us learned how to do it on there and the got kids today are little subarus and civics and a few, you see some automatics but they don't start there most of them don't know how to use it yet
0: you know the old line um there was a great line for stick shifts we had three on the tree four on the floor do you guys even know what we're talking about in there and some somebody say yeah.
2: I know how to drive. Kelsey's back there; she yeah. knows how to. Drive. I know how to drive a stick ship, but I never heard of that.
0: Three on the tree. Any, Kelsey, do you know what three on the tree is? She better tell, put oh, that microphone.
1: Here,
2: here we go. I'm. <laughs> She's so funny. I love this. I love this. There she is. There you there go. Here. That's
0: okay. They can hear you. Correct. I am so proud of you. It is so good to show up, these guys. You know, you are doing a great job. They do look the the guys in the uh, room a look a fanatic. little sheepish. They look a little sheepish so, These
5: Easton's looking like yeah. oh, okay. I got school. All right, so Kelsey, yeah. your <laughs> first,
0: your first car that you drove was it a stick or an automatic? Okay, when did you get into a stick shift? And what was your experience when you were first learning it? Oh, oh my girl, 98 Jeep. Excellent. Tony, you ever drive
1: a stick?
2: Yeah, my uh my girlfriend tried to teach me. My first car is actually a manual. It's the um I still have my first car and uh she drove a Fusion, and I was driving on that thing, and I did pretty well actually. It was it was okay. I did all right, but then I got to the stop signs. The stop signs are what really screwed me up because then I had to like shift and like shift back up, downshift, and, was, and I kept stalling it out at the stop sign. And then I look like an idiot at the light, like the person behind me is trying to like move. I just it gets you all nervous, and it's it's just a lot to focus on.
0: Michael, did you ever drive a stick?
2: Did, Good.
0: What kind of car, Michael? Oh, okay. Now, Ethan, I know you have not driven a stick. No. Nope. Just an automatic. Yep. Now, David and I have driven stick shifts. Angel, did you ever drive a stick shift? You can nod. Did you ever drive a stick shift? Never drove a stick shift. Okay. Stick shifts are fun. They keep you alert. That's the key. They (laughs) do. Well, you hope they keep you alert. That's right. They they got it. Now, America's losing its love for this. You know, my grandfather had a great line. If God wanted us to drive stick shifts, he never would have invented the automatic.
10: Mm.
0: Just remember that. Just remember that. But with the popularity, the stick shift popularity is dropping off heavily. The young people today uh, are not gravitating to a stick. Uh, Automatics, and and especially when we get into the newer cars and these rent cars for 30 days and less and all that, all of that's going to go to an automatic. But stay on the stick shift. What was your first stick shift?
5: The first one I owned, because I drove everybody else's, was a 1979 MGB Roadster.
0: And I had an Alpine Sunbeam. Mm Mm-hmm. So these were sports cars.
5: Sports cars, which is a whole different feel in the little sport, especially the British sport cars like that.
0: And then my big stick shift that I drove, I worked at a summer camp. I drove a double clutch, Bluebird bus. Ooh. So you go through the hills of Petoskey, and you go up the grade, and these idiots pull up right by your bumper and you got to step the gas, double clutch, get to the gear and you're rolling back and you're looking at him saying, "You little mu- I'm yeah. going to just crush your little cow for getting so close to my beautiful black bumper." But no, stick I've always enjoyed. I had a Jeep. Um CJ series uh, that was a stick, mm-hmm. and I tried to teach my wife how to drive a stick. At, uh, and how did that great, turn out? Well, we went. At, you know, I took her out to the American Center in the old days. I brought a chair and I sat there and I said, "Practice." Not a car in the parking lot, and uh, she couldn't do it. Then we brought her back to the apartment complex called Silverbrook mm-hmm. on the hills, and I said, "Try to go up the hill." And as I'm dying laughing, I almost got killed by her. Um, <laughs> it was just a riot that. From this time on any Jeep we bought had to be an
5: automatic. Well, I found that for the 1978 MG Roadster, which was my little baby, my extra car there. One of the advantages of having a stick shift is that other people don't know how to drive it, they can't one, take big. it. So, <laughs> for You're years, the only one. for years I got away with not having to do it. Then I eventually got my Mustang GT convertible, which happened to be an automatic which all of a sudden let me know that my daughter and my wife kept on taking the car when I wasn't around, and I missed the stick shift on the MG.
0: (laughs) So, you know, um, we talked about three on the tree, and that's where the automatic, if you were driving an automatic, you would look up there, and that little curve bar gave you, you know, P and R and N and D in the old days. That's all you ever saw. Otherwise... Up there, the shifter on the right-hand side, you would shift with the clutch in, and you'd move your gear that way. Later on, of course, uh, it was always on the floor to begin with. It it moved up to a column shifter and um, went from there. But it's kind of sad, though, that we watch even the Corvettes today, all these sports cars, everybody, it's automatic.
5: Well, most of them have the option for it, but you're finding more and more people not choosing it because it's become more of a cruising car. Versus a sport, true sports car. Yep. And now, the one the advantage is nowadays you're seeing seven, eight, nine speed automatics. You're seeing the evolution in that with the paddle shifters and things of that nature. Yep. We're getting kind of a hybrid between so,
0: there. Yeah, we have that. Uh, I have those paddles in uh, my last two cars. I don't utilize them at all. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, the paddles are there, and that's fine and dandy. But it, it, it's interesting to watch the changes in listening to people from generation to generation on how they talk about how the automobiles have changed and the transmissions and everything like that. So uh, did you go to the uh, Dream Cruise? Uh,
5: for Always at the Dream Cruise every year for the past 22 years that they've had it with that. So, yep, I spent my week there.
0: Yeah, okay, so when Paul and I, for those of you listening, uh, we used to work for a company called ESPN. And we sent David down to Mustang Row in Ferndale. And David was our reporter at that time, looking at Mustang after Mustang after Mustang. Out of all the Mustangs you look at over those years, what is your favorite Mustang? If you can only buy one. If
5: I can only buy one. you can only buy one. You know, there's faster, there's other ones. If I could get a 64.5, 65 Mustang right at the original time right then, would be the perfect one for me i uh number of years ago uh, my wife rented it for my birthday a 66 mustang convertible there was a place in birmingham at the time that was renting classic cars and for the week i had the 66 mustang convertible baby blue with a cream interior perfect car perfect car that's that's the mustang i enjoy the most there's others much faster and things of that nature I was perfect with that one.
0: So, the number one movie that brought Mustang to light. Ah, Bullet.
5: Steve McQueen. You
0: got it. Number one movie that brought the Firebird Trans Am to light.
5: Ah, that'd be Smokey and the Bandit.
0: See, these people don't know what we're dealing with in this room. See, I, tribu- I, <laughs> that's I de- told them uh, I mean, we get we talked about Burt Reynolds and I said, what were some of the movies and I I Lucky I didn't ask who Lonnie Anderson was with them either.
5: But that's okay. They w- they might have come closer with Boogie Nights. would have been closer for them. That no, he got line. Deliverance. Oh, you got Deliverance? You okay. Got, you got Deliverance. I like that movie. That's a good All movie. Right, so... sure got a pretty mouth. Oh, gosh, I know. That's no. <laughs> wrong on so many levels, you know? Okay.
0: You know, um, it's interesting with Paul being out of the studio, this room gets a little wild and crazy. I don't know if Paul
2: might make that joke. <laughs> you know,
0: Paul would sit there. Let me tell you, um, past the Kleenex. That's um, good, you know. So, Mustang is your car, Okay. In today's world, though, the cars are all changing. Uh, Technologies are changing in automobiles and everything else. In less than 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. what is the one major change in the Mustang that you've had
5: over the years that you find most beneficial? It's going to be kind of a techie thing. Ergonomics. The Mustangs were never built as their own car. They were built on the Ford Falcon. They were bored on Pinto, they were born. They were never their own car until 2005, and the evolution was they finally built from the ground up from Ford a its own chassis, its own design, it's from scratch, and far more comfortable cars. Even though that's not the essence of the Mustang, it's much more enjoyable to be sitting in them now and being in them than it used to be.
0: So there you have it. The Mustang changed in 2005, but Steve McQueen and Bullet made it the most popular car. Uh, when the movie first came out, and of course, uh, Ford honored that movie uh, just recently. So while we study the Mustang more and uh, have a cup of coffee, sit back and enjoy. Remember, we're 844-999-9249. Give us a buzz. Love to hear about our thoughts.
4: Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and Dine special, 9 Holes of Golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com.
6: Surfing the
9: Internet can be good for your brain, especially if you're getting up there in years. UCLA scientists say that the Internet searching helps to stimulate your brain function by triggering centers in your brain that control decision-making and complex reasoning. In a study to be published in the American Journal of Geriatric Psychiatry, the researchers say that using the Internet to seek out new information might stimulate the brain enough to sustain brain health and your cognitive ability. Before the computer age, the one activity that was linked to an active mind was solving crossword puzzles. The fact that even simple tasks like searching the internet might enhance your brain circuitry suggests that our brains are really sensitive to mental exercise and actually continue to learn as we grow older. So using an internet search engine such as Google produces the same brain activities as reading, but it also increases activity in areas of your brain that control decision-making and complex reasoning. With another Prescription for Your Health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
0: And welcome back to New Radio Media Talking Biz. I'm Peter Perlman. Uh, Ethan Perlman in the studio with me is our special co-host today, Dave Koloff, our wonderful guest. And, you know, we've talked insurance a little bit. We've talked sports cars, guitars. Um, we're going to go to a new subject. Ooh. Do you ever go up north? All the time. You go up north. Every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You've been up north.
2: Oh, yeah, I go up north pretty frequently. All
0: right. What do you know about Manitou Island?
2: It's an island. Ooh, Manitou Island. Doesn't Manitou is something to do with a? Isn't it turtle or something like that? Um, It is very good. Big turtle or something along those lines. Very good. I don't know much about
5: it. Okay. Also from one of the Indian tribes. Yes. Starting. All right. Mm
2: -hmm. And um,
0: for a long, long time, uh, Michael and Megan Grosvenor have maintained. The Manitou Island Transit. They're fourth generation operators. And shortly, that contract's going to end. And they were the mail runners for the island and also taking the tourists out there and stuff like that. The big question becomes the National Park Service is now playing, you know, uh, they find, they've decided that uh, we may not keep them. And if they do, what's going to happen? Um, they're trying to keep the street going. The next contract coming up from the federal government through the National Park Services for 10 years. And the family is, like, pushing hard. And the people in the community now through Empire, Traverse City, uh, Leland area, all of that area, um, or Sleeping Bear Dunes is, they're all promoting trying to keep the family together. It's just interesting that all of a sudden, out of a clear blue sky, that the, the National Park Service says, well, maybe uh, we may make a change. You know... Sometimes wonder what goes on with the service.
5: Well, I think the serv- direction of the service is kind of the direction of the where the government's trying to take everything is pr- either privatized, to, or trying to wring more money out of uh, the services that are there for it. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Um, you climb the sand dunes, right? I've been to the sand dunes a few different times. Yes. Have you climbed the sand dunes?
5: Uh, yeah.
2: I'd, uh, climb sleeping bear and stuff. And I have as well.
0: Have any of you climbed it in the winter? Never, never. All right, I have. And I took two other, three other people with me one year, and I explained to them um, some of the training you get through the service, military service, um, what you got to have on you when you hike one mile to Lake Michigan on the dunes. And... uh, one of the guys never made it up hill number one, and I had the car keys. So we were gone like six hours, and it was like bitter cold, and he didn't even have matches, didn't know you know how to make a fire. Oh. And the guy that I took, uh, my dear friend Larry, uh, we made it to Lake Michigan. And he got so excited, he runs down the hill, trips into the water. Oh, no. <laughs> now we got, I got to bring him back in frostbite, just about get him back, make a fire right there. And I said I can't put you right in the car. I got it. We made a fire for the other guys, all the warm up. Then I got them back, got them back to the motel, comfortable and everything. And I said, you know, you boys are really not winter boys here. You know, it's like uh, you're city slickers. Winter camping is tough.
2: Winter camping is tough. You no know
0: wait, you've done winter camping with Scouts.
2: Oh, I've done winter camp. I was a Boy Scout too. Oh. January, those January campouts, oh. those polar bears. Polar bears badges. are the
0: best. Oh. The best. <laughs> He'll tell you, I could sleep outside in the dead of winter. Like you that. I can love it.
1: sleep outside all year long. You can't sleep inside with the window open, though. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. makes <laughs> no
5: sense. Thank you for bringing that up. It know, makes us feel I'll much you. better. All, all, the, you. You know,
1: all the noises from nature just keep me awake. Well, then how do you sleep outside? It's so, you know, I'll tell you what's so interesting about sleeping outside. When you're outdoors all day yeah. and you
0: crash, you get in the, and I use that one-man tent, that little torpedo, uh, I get in that tent. Boom! I'm out like a light. I got guys in these uh, heavy campouts when they have gone to zero. They're all in their darn trucks, sleeping with their heaters on, and I'm sleeping in my little tent. My little I don't know about that always.
1: You uh, used to bring your little radio, and well, the radio's uh,
0: different. No radio. I listen to radio all the time, (laughs) and I have the prep radios because I was the responder at camp. So those kinds of things are coming totally well, up. it
1: was the greatest thing. Everyone in my troop thought he was watching TV in his little tent. And, <laughs> and I put on the TV channel, yeah. so. and I was listening to The Tonight Show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let me tell you what's coming on at 10 o'clock today, too. Uh, you know, real estate uh, realities is coming up. Uh, Dylan Tanaka and David so- Sobel will be coming in. And, uh, you know, they they talk on the business of real estate, wholesaling, and residential homes. Um, a lot of different guests they bring in over the period, over all these times, you know. So uh, join them right after our show today, and a uh, lot to share with them, and I want to tell them they're doing a great job and everything. They're a great and exciting show. Also, uh, coming up, as we heard, you know, Greg Foley down at the Buell Building with Tony on uh, Fridays doing the live show. Uh, PodQuesters is going to be going to Cincinnati uh, for the Comic-Con. Uh, shortly, and that will be very unique. Uh, New radio, we're doing so many things at such a fast pace, so uh, we want you to keep tuned to that. And if you don't have our app, go to Google or the Apple Store, download it, and uh, take a great look at it. So with the time we have left, and and now our our time is really flying, um, it's time to talk about some very big concerns that are happening. Oh, wait a minute. Time for community. What's going on in the community? I am so sorry. I made you work all week. To put this together, look at him. Look at him. Put that camera on, Ethan.
1: Well, let's see. Spin so, the camera uh, around. This this weekend um, in Rochester Hills, Michigan, uh, started yesterday, goes through Sunday, is the Art and Apple Festival. It's on Walton Boulevard between Ludlow and the Main Street. It is probably the largest of all
0: of the different art shows in the greater Tri County area, except for Ann Arbor.
1: It takes place uh, in the 30-acre Rochester Park. It is also one of the nation's top fine arts fairs, with over 290 exhibiting artists from across the country. The festival is a program of Paint Creek Center for the Arts, a regional nonprofit art center located in downtown Rochester. Uh, Also, starting today and tomorrow at Canterbury Village is the Canterbury Village Heritage Festival. Uh, The the festival is free and it features kids games, cow pie eating contests, butter making, historic tours. What
0: kind of contest?
1: Cow pie eating.
0: Cow pie
1: eating.
5: I'm hoping it's not the actual cow pies. I don't
1: think it is an actual cow
5: pie. Okay. All right. I was concerned for a moment. (laughs) Um,
1: Also, the Art and Apple Festival is free as well. Tomorrow at the Detroit Zoo is the Run Wild for the Detroit Zoo that is uh, starting depending on if you wish to participate in the 5K, 10K, or Fun Walk. The 5K begins at 8 a.m., the fun walk takes place at 8:45 a.m. and the 10k is at 9:15 a.m. Uh, in the past, you've had thousands of runners lace up, and um, the 5k is going. The 5k and 10k take place. Uh, you start at the 10 mile road entrance to the park. You'll end up winding through the scenic streets of Huntington Woods surrounding the zoo. The walkers for the fun walk will have a course in the uh, zoo, actually kind of, they'll have one already planned out, and so you'll be able to see a lot of the award-winning animal habitats, as well as stroll through the zoo. Uh, depending on which you'd like to take part in, it could be anywhere between $25 to $45. If you partake in the 5 k and 10 k it will be an $85 charge. Be sure to get down there Uh, ahead of schedule because they will have 10-mile road closed uh, when the 5K and 10K runs begin. Okay. So what happens Monday night? Monday night football down in Detroit. Uh, Lions, Jets. This is the home opener? This is the home opener. And uh, also that night will be the Tigers and the Houston Astros. From Comerica Park. And who's supposed to be pitching that Justin night? Verlander.
0: <laughs> there you go. And where are we going to park the car?
1: Uh, well, hopefully uh, somewhere close. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, when you have two major events side by side. Hey, and when it's the Houston Astros and Verlanders pitching, you know, you might get even more people at that stadium.
0: Let alone the Lions getting theirs. I mean, you're talking about 100,000 people in and around the community, those that live there those that are going to the sporting events, those that will sit in the restaurants and enjoy it's it on assuming, the big
2: street And that's assuming there's not a concert. If there's a concert going on well, downtown. Well, Monday
0: night it's going to be wild, it's just, and let's hope the weather's great. I mean, we're indoors. We're going to the game, so yeah. we're going to enjoy supposed, 72 supposed, degrees.
5: Supposed to be a nicer day for that, but there's one more event you might want to talk about today, though. Daily in the Alley down in uh, by Wayne State. I saw State. that. Uh, very cool event for the... Uh, university community and everybody living around there in the city of Detroit. Share
0: share with them a little more of what that's all
5: about. It's it's kind of an an arts, music, uh, local festival for everybody to celebrate. Very earthy, hippie, kind of. It's the 41st year down there for that and uh, goes from 11 to 11 today. And a lot of fun. A lot of music acts down the alleys from the apartments, things of that nature. It's just a very cool and interesting thing to do with And that. for
0: those of you who don't know what an alley is, it's something that goes between two streets in the back <laughs> of houses. Just to remind you um, that you know times have changed, but we do still have alleys. There are a few left. There you yes. go. <laughs> okay. Um, we have a few minutes left. We actually have uh, just a couple. So I want you to start thinking about something. And... Uh, This is something we all have to worry about, and that's hackers. You know, um, everything has to be updated today. So whether it's your phone, your computers, um, the hacker has an opportunity to hit you almost everywhere. So I've been doing these top ten things, going around the room for different things before you came in, David. Mm -hmm. What's the number one item a hacker could hit? Identity. No, no. Give Ah. it to me as far as... um, We know they can steal your identity, but I want it in hard goods. What can a hacker hit? Ethan. They could hit your money. No, no. I don't want to go that (laughs) route. You're telling me what they're taking. What are they hitting, though? What are they going into?
2: Computer. Oh, you're, okay. Yeah. So where are we going? Computer. Okay. What else? Cell phones. What else? Any personal electronic device you have, basically. Yeah. Your Amazon, Alexas, your... Google Homes, your smart TVs, yeah, whatever it is, it can be if it's got a screen, it can be hacked.
0: Home <laughs> security,
2: we mm-hmm.
0: so we can go into anything. I can go into your new electronic refrigerator. Well, you I can you go couldn't. into your
1: Amazon. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm <laughs> sorry, you you couldn't. <laughs> a, ha- a hacker could. Yes, <laughs> you yell at your phone. <laughs> <so> <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs>
0: Ooh, I, wow. I don't think. Wow, you this have to worry pretty, about you. Boy, this is a pretty tough crowd here. You know, I just
5: the will speak accurately. Uh, tell you, you know, <laughs> I think we just have to be clear on this. Uh,
0: all right, so the hacker can hit a lot of different things, including automobiles. Yep. Which is, and we're very concerned about aircraft. People don't realize that. Yep. What do you think about a public Wi-Fi spot? Is it good to uh, leave our systems on it and go to a public Wi-Fi? No, not at all with that. Well, when we go into like the Paneras of the world, the Starbucks, it's public Wi-Fi, McDonald's, all these kind of places, even the libraries of public Wi-Fi. So if we don't use public Wi-Fi, what do we
1: use then to protect ourselves? Well, you can use your cellular data. Okay. But, I mean, you can use public Wi-Fi, just don't access, you know, your social media, anything that you wouldn't want to be open where someone could just get in well then what am i using wi-fi for i mean you could use the wi-fi to search a random thing on the web i don't think a hacker is going to care that you're looking up what was the score of last night's game if you're talking with a buddy you can use the public wi-fi for that okay so um
0: i want you to think about that for a minute and um because that's a very key piece of the last segment that I want to I want to work with everybody on today. So you're listening to New Radio Media Talking Biz. We're going to take a break. We're going to study this list, and we'll be right back.
2: What's going on in your neighborhood?
10: They say it takes
8: a village. It's the simple things.
10: The things that are a testament to the old the things that
7: are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community.
11: Check
8: out our community channel on NewRadioMedia.com Hi, I'm Art and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake.
10: Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media,
3: Hey, you guys, it's of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geek Statement Weekly
1: on new radio media.
3: Turtle power!
0: And good morning, everybody, and welcome to, uh, unfortunately, I have to say, this is the last segment of Talking Business. Um, if you've just joined us, we've been talking a little bit about hackers and uh, some of the concerns on our computers, our cell phones, any appliance that's got an electronic device that uh, has an internet uh, tied to it in any way, shape or form could uh, could haunt you. What percentage gang here do you believe does not use any kind of password or code to protect their, let's say smartphones? What percentage?
5: I'm going to figure at least probably 80% don't. I'm going to go with
0: uh, 75%. was the game show? You're going to purposely go 5% down on him so he can't win? Well, I, th- exactly. I think it's a high number, I'm gonna just go on not that high. I'm going to
2: go on a hard 90%, I think.
0: Surprisingly, at least one-third of smartphone users don't bother to use even the single four-digit passcode. <laughs> a third.
1: So a, a lot third. lower.
0: Yeah, that's a lot oh, lower God. than I was yeah. going to yeah.
5: think. I, yeah, I would have thought uh, that That's reason. because the other 66 and
0: two-thirds lock their phones as hackers against them. So I just want you to well,
5: so I know some people
2: <laughs> lock their phones. Like some people will put that lock on because your phone kind of almost like requires you to have it. Like sometimes when you buy your phone, it will kind of have the lock settings all set up and you just Correct. have to do it. What's so
0: the number like, one lock code number? So if you're listening, <laughs> we know your number, mm-hmm. so immediately change it after the show, please. Or you have those people that well, go to zero, zero, zero. Zero, 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 zero. Yeah. okay, so that's one of the big concerns. Now, what about firewalls? Firewalls are a positive thing to have?
5: can be but also can affect the use of the computer so it's a it's a it's a mixed bag for firewalls but necessary for most
1: it's a give and take that's for sure and I mean depending on whose firewall you use you know you get different coverage kind of like with you know uh, cellular providers some will be better coverage than others. All right, so uh, here's
0: the thing that we're going to be doing in the future. We're going to be bringing in somebody from the uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation who is going to share with us a little bit about the hacking from the criminal side of the house. We're going to bring somebody in from the IT side, uh, from the consumer side, to share with us um, the consumer's perspective. And together, along with Paul and I, we're going to spend that hour really talking about all the challenges in the electronic world today The ugliness of it, the positive pieces of it, so that our listeners at New Radio Media Talking Biz really get a solid understanding that as wonderful as the electronic devices can be, they can also be your nightmare in a matter of seconds. So watch for that. We'll let you know that on Facebook and LinkedIn and uh, everywhere else as we push that all out. You know, we have just a few minutes left, and I promised uh, Ethan a little sports moment. So, here we go. The sports moment is the following. Will Michigan get its glamour back? And I don't mean against Western Michigan University this weekend. Oh. I mean, yeah, the cupcake game. If they lose the cupcake, we're in trouble. Will they get their... Will
1: Harbaugh be gone if they lose the cupcake game? No. No. that
0: okay. no, with four years left on the contract. No. It's a $20 million heavy buyout. So... Uh-huh. The bigger question is, well, Michigan, do you believe Michigan will win nine games this year? No. David?
5: I actually think yes.
0: Okay. Do you think they'll knock off Ohio State, Michigan State, and uh, Penn, State? Penn State? No.
5: <laughs> I think the Ohio State game is probably a loss, but after watching Penn State against Appalachian State, there's no question Michigan can Those compete against them. Those Mountaineers are tough. They're, oh. good, yeah, they're a good team, but... Penn State and Michigan State are winnable games.
1: Okay. What do you think? I, I do not see Michigan winning nine games. I mean, there's 12 games on the year, and you have already lost one. Yep. I don't see them winning against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. I believe is Penn State on the road this year at home? On the road in Happy Valley. I do not see them winning on the road. If it was at home, I could see it. Okay. On the road, I don't. All right. Where do you see Michigan State this year? Uh, you see them as a ninth. I, I team? need to see them this weekend. They looked bad this last week. I mean, I was expecting that Utah State game to be a lot more non-competitive, and it was way too close. If they don't show up today against Arizona State, I don't know what to think of their season. Okay. Hope
5: so. I've got several, but probably several friends who've flown out for the Arizona State game sure to watch them with. us. very it. dear friends yeah. of
0: mine
1: are there. They're celebrating. Uh, the Jewish holiday out there, and the football game. Herm Edwards' cr- group looked great last weekend, so we'll, we'll see.
0: So, okay, that's, that's interesting.
1: Um, you know, we talked baseball. You wanted to see the Tigers not be so competitive. They've been struggling. I want them to have one of these top three picks. And, of course, they keep winning when they should be losing. I think think they were tied
0: with fifth
5: for fifth or so. they They've now moved
1: into sixth. You've Uh, been
0: watching college baseball. You were a student manager of Bowling Green State University baseball. Um, What pick would you like to see the Tigers take?
1: What pick? Yeah. Name. Give me a name of a player. I, I am thinking if they can get in the top three and these first two teams balk, There is a really great shortstop prospect out of high school, supposed to be the next Derek Jeter. I've seen film on him. He looks incredibly amazing, great glove, great power, great bat, but he has a really high baseball IQ as well. Tigers really do not have a shortstop of the future, so that's what I would like to see happen. Okay, well, there you have it, everybody.
0: We got a little sports, we had automotive, and, of course, we always talk about biz here at Talking Biz at New Radio Media. So for Paul, I want to thank Ethan as our co-host today, Dave Kola from Warner Insurance Brokerage, stopping in to Tony, to uh, Kelsey, Michael, and uh, Angel on the phones. I want to thank everybody for making this a great show today. Have a great week, and we'll see you next week.